بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين سبحانك لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا إنك أنت العليم الحكيم We thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for giving us tawfiq to stand in qiyam in the night of Ramadan May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept our standing May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it a means of the forgiveness of our sins and an investment for us in the akhirah insha'Allah Just a brief uh, touch on some of the verses which were recited in Salat al-Taraweeh in the beginning of Surah Ali Imran which is in the third juz Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala informs us of two types of verses which exist in the Quran Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that he has revealed in the book Upon Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that book which contains certain verses which are called muhkamat. Muhkamat are clear verses explicit in their meaning. Hunna ummul kitab, this is the foundation of the Quran. Wa ukharu mutashabihat, and the second type of verses we find is a verse, those words which have ambiguity. The reason that I'm mentioning this is because many times we find people taking out time to try to read the translation of the Quran. And they might come across some translations or certain words which seem to give a certain connotation to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala of a physical nature. Now in this verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala clearly explains to us how we should understand the verses to avoid any misunderstandings and pitfalls when reading the Quran. And that is those verses which are explicit in their meaning, for example, with regards to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, a very clear verse is Surah Al-Ikhlas, that say that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Ahad. Ahad means that being that doesn't comprise of parts. Allah samad Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is As-Samad. As-Samad means that being that is not in need of anything, but everything needs him. Lam yalid wa lam yulad, he does not beget, nor was he begotten. In other words, Allah is not a form from which something comes out, nor did Allah come out from anything else. Wa lam kufuan ahad, and there is nothing the like unto Allah. So these verses are muhkamat, they are muhkam, they are completely clear and explicit in their meaning. Now if sometimes in the translation we come across a verse in which there seems to be the, 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 uh, the impression given that there is a physical um, attribute given to Allah, like the word wajh is mentioned in the Quran, which if we translate it loosely into English is face or hand, then the first thing at least what we need to do is remind ourselves that the muhkam and the explicit verses which are the foundations of the, of the teachings of the Qur'an tell us that Allah doesn't resemble His creation in any way. Everything is the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He does not resemble it, nor do, the, nor do they resemble Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. لَيْسَ كَمِثْلِهِ شَيْءٍ وَهُوَ السَّمِيعُ الْبَصِيرُ So this is one of the important things that we should keep in mind, especially if we're reading a translation, bearing in mind that the translation doesn't really do justice, but at least, inshallah, if we have some guidelines in front of us, we are able to navigate ourselves through the verses of the Qur'an that we do read. The, another verse which was recited in particular was about the mother of Maryam, the grandmother of Sayyidina Isa alayhi salam. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us about their nobility and the piety of a woman uh, in Islam, how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives honor to the women who are obedient to him. It qalat imra'atu imran. The wife of Imran said, Inni nadhartu laka ma fi batni muharrara. She said that I pledge and I vow to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that the baby that I carry in my belly has been dedicated for the service of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Fataqabbal minni. So the, the lesson here is that 
the concern of a good upbringing for our children starts even before they are born. The people who were the special servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they had concern of, of the next generation being upright and educated and righteous even before those children were in this world. She said, oh Allah, this I have uh, conceived and uh, I vow that this child will be dedicated to your service. When she gave birth, she was under the impression that it would be perhaps a son which she could then dedicate to the service of Sayyidina Zakariya amongst the Anbiya who was alive at that time. But when she gave birth, she realized it was, she, it, was a, it was a girl, a daughter. She gave birth to a baby girl. And Allah knows exactly what she had given birth to. And now in her mind, she thought it was a son. And obviously this girl is no longer going to be able to be dedicated in the service of the Nabi the way she intended. She said, I named this child Maryam. So she had a good intention, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala willed for her something even better than she could imagine. One of the points the ulama mentioned here is, many times when couples are blessed with a child, then uh, there's an argument, who must choose the name? So the ulama say that Maryam herself chose the name of, uh, the mother of Maryam chose the name Maryam. So the mother has got also the first option in choosing, on condition that it's a good name. That's the other lesson the Mufassirin say, Inni sammaytuha Maryam. So Maryam was a good name in that time. And the message is that when we give a name to our children, it should also be a name which possesses some good meaning. As Rasulullah sallallahu advocated and told the Sahaba radiallahu anhum, when Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anhu was blessed with his first son, who was the son of Sayyidina Fatima radiallahu anha, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa said, Ali, what name have you thought about for your son? So Sayyidina Ali was a, a mighty warrior and he was very energetic. He said, Harb ya Rasulullah, the warrior. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa smiled and he said, no, we give his name Hassan, the beautiful one. The next son was born the following year, Rasulullah said, Ali, what name have you thought about for your son? He said, Harb ya Rasulullah, warrior, I need to give that name. You know, some of us have got those names. And I mentioned this previously in a talk here, that I know somebody who gave a name when the baby was born. They, they thought, okay, they found it in the Quran when they were making tilawat and it sounded nice. And it also rhymed with the name of uh, a midfielder for Liverpool. I'm not supposed to take that name in the masjid at the moment, you know. But... She named the child Gerard. She said, no, it's in the Quran. And it happens to be a relative of mine. So I said, but in that same verse of Gerard in Arabic means locust, by the way. Where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the verse explaining what type of tests and torments came on the, the nation of Fir'aun. Allah said, Arsalna alayhim We sent upon them storms. Wal Gerard and locust. Wal Qummal and lice. I said, Alhamdulillah, she didn't choose any one of the other words which is in the verse, either a storm or lice for the child. So merely a nice sounding name is not necessarily a good name. We need to check and ensure. Even if the word is in the Quran, it doesn't mean it's good. Shaitan's name is also in the Quran. So, سَمَّيْتُهَا مَرْيَمْ وَإِنِّي أُعِيدُهَا بِكَ وَذُرِّيَّتَهَا مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ And she says, Oh Allah, I have dedicated the child. I made that promise, but I'm unable to fulfill it the way I intended. But I have named her Maryam, and I seek your protection for her against shaitan. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَتَقَبَّلَهَا رَبُّهَا بِقَبُولٍ حَسَنٍ 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepted with a beautiful acceptance the dua of the mother of Maryam. So therefore as parents also we need to continuously make dua for our children. We shouldn't say, okay, Mana said now before they're born you're supposed to make dua. Now they're really troubling us now. We, we, there's nothing we can do about it. There's still the dua of a parent is readily accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's mustajab. So as a mother and a father, we should make con- constantly make dua. And this is why the, the ulama also say that when we address our children, Sometimes we utter statements, but the statement itself takes the form of like a curse. So the child is walking, and you tell the child, hey, you're going to fall. And the child falls. You say, yeah, you see, I told you. But rather choose another type of word. Rasulullah taught us to be selective with the words we utter. So say, I don't want you to fall. Be careful. Say a good word so that it doesn't come out as if the word emanating from the mouth of the mother or father is... Uh, not to the advantage of the child. So we should constantly make dua for our children and ask our parents to make dua for us. Those of us who have parents, let us ask our parents to make dua for us because their duas is what makes a person successful in this dunya as well as in the akhirah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us all tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. And a polite reminder to the brothers to ensure that they make the niyyah for the fast of tomorrow, inshallah, to maximize the thawab. And if you make the niyyah at night, it doesn't mean you can't eat after that. You can still have a snack or have some tea. But it's just a reminder so that the ibadah is, is done with istihdar and consciousness, inshallah. May Allah give us all tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.